friends and neighbors, and welcome to episode 32 of Ray and Benny Talk Sports. We're here on a Thursday night with a crazy battle of Alberta happening again. Like, how many goals? Four goals in the last two minutes? Minute and 10 seconds, or minute and 11 seconds. That series is crazy, bro. Man, it was it was 2 nothing Calgary. Yeah. Edmonton tied it up, and then... This shit just hit the fan. And then we had four goals in a matter of uh, a minute, 11 seconds. What's the score right now? 4-4. Four, four. Okay. Late in the second period. Okay. Okay. We'll get into that. We'll get into that uh, maybe during their intermission or we'll slide into the NHL playoffs. We got a lot to talk about there. Uh, we got some great quick shots this weekend. Talking about Team Canada soccer and their friendly with Iran. Uh, we also got Colin Kaepernick getting a workout with the Raiders. Of course, we got Benny's Brickhead of the Week. We got some shout-outs. And we got the NBA playoffs that we got to update on. But let's start off with the CFL. Oh, I went to watch a theater show this evening. So I missed out on the updates of what's going on with the collective bargaining agreement. You got any good news, brother? I do. It sounds like they came to an agreement. And then uh, right before about nine o'clock, they uh, ratified the deal and everyone voted on it. And it uh, sounds like it, everything's passed. So Ooh. CFL football's back on. Here we go. I didn't want to bomber get preseason. Excited. Yeah. Bomber preseason up this weekend. So it's, yeah, happening, it's happening tomorrow. It's happening. Yeah, that's right. Actually, tomorrow. Yeah. Is Edmonton in town? No. Uh, well, Winnipeg's supposed to go to Edmonton, aren't they? I thought it was. Edmonton. Oh, no. Never mind. Yeah, it's here. Yeah, so that's what the that's what the season yeah. ticket thing says. So right, I'm like, dang. Yes. <laughs> and we go to uh, Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan next week. Now that that was the one that was supposed to happen last Monday or whatever, right? Okay. But yeah, I guess Edmonton's probably on their way, or maybe they were here already. I don't know. Unless don't know. they're gonna, unless they're gonna push the game back. Like today was supposed to be a walkthrough at the stadium. There was no full practice, so I wonder. I wonder what I, I know the Bombers were doing a walkthrough because uh, I saw somewhere that Big Hill had to leave to, to I guess, check on, on this deal or whatever. Yeah. So so I'm assuming Edmonton too, but unless Edmonton caught a flight late tonight, get in tomorrow morning or, or get in later tonight, I guess it wouldn't take that long to get in here. Yeah. Edmonton to Winnipeg. Day mm-hmm. trip. I'm very excited to see what the details of the deal are. Uh, again, I was at a show. I haven't been on Twitter, so... Who knows? I hope it's seven years again, so we don't have to deal with this for a while. I'm sure. Yeah, that was. Go ahead, brother. That was the only thing I didn't end up um, seeing for sure in here was the length of the deal. But yeah. um, it sounds like that forty-nine percent rule is still stuck in there. Okay. But for two players instead of three. Yeah. Um, and the other thing I read here was that um, it'll be seven nationalized players and then one more. So it would be eight national players, um, but one of those will be a nationalized American. Okay. So three years with a team or five years in the league. Man, this this ratio was such a divisive issue. And you, you know what, bro? Looking back, this media leak about the league and their consultation with this American company about changing it to four downs and getting rid of the ratio, man. Seeds were planted early with a divisive issue. And they... You know, I'm not against looking at the ratio because historically, that's what they've done in the CFL. You know, ever since they brought it in, like the Bombers won the Grey Cup in 35 and they had like eight people uh, imports. And then the year after they started the rule with, uh, you know, you you can have only so many 
uh, brought in players. You have to have people living actually in Winnipeg. And and throughout the years, the ratio has changed. So that's not my issue. Uh, it's a, the forty percent snap thing. I, I'm still not jiving with bro. How how is that going to be kept track of? Like I've I've read a lot about that and a lot of questioning. Like who's going to keep track of the forty nine percent in any given game? And are the refs going to have someone in the booth? making sure it's right and the teams are going to have someone in the booth making sure like it it, it doesn't make sense to me that that's going to be having to yeah. keep track of during a game and then you're going to be like oh we're at 49 percent, we're at 48.5 percent. let's throw this guy in for one play and then take him out it seems a bit <laughs> troublesome and it doesn't really uh, i don't see how it keeps american players you know it doesn't increase their value because that was an issue and i totally understand that american feelers players didn't feel appreciated but i don't see how this increases their value or makes them feel more appreciated no no the the funny thing is and to me um derek taylor had on twitter today a a good thread about this all and uh that ratio and derek taylor is the new voice of the bombers there there's many other leagues like uefa they they limit the amount of foreign players that can play the English Premier League uh, limits the amount of other players that can come from anywhere else and play Chinese Basketball Association, Australia's Top Soccer League, and the list goes on, right? Yeah. So I don't know why everyone is so up in arms that the Canadian Football League is saying, hey, you need to play this many Canadians. You need to have this many Canadians on your roster. It's the Canadian Football League, man. Absolutely. You know? And it was, it was built, built for Canadians. Canadians. Yes. So, like, I, I don't know. I asked Doug Brown, uh, you know, in all your years playing football, covering football, you know, on a play-to-play basis, when have you heard another fan say, or another colleague, or any professional say, oh, that play would have been better if it was an American. Oh, he would have caught that ball if it was an American. Oh, if they were American, they would have read that blitz. And Doug Brown said, uh, somewhere between never and unheard of. (laughs) That's how many times he's heard someone say that. Of course, he's biased as a Canadian, but that's the fact. Like, people don't sit there and watch and say, hey, this game would have been better if there was an American in that spot instead. No. How many how many American players? Ricky Williams is one that have come in and were supposed to tear up the leagues. Many. How many quarterbacks have come in uh, from college football, T. Martin, and they're supposed to tear stuff hey, up? Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Any which way. No, no, honestly, he's, exactly. your, he's the first name that popped in my head after I said that, so. No, I get you. But, I, even Andre Ware, he came down here. Yeah. Like, oh, like, no, it, it's not an easy transition where you're just American. Like, of course, quarterbacks are a different issue. That's why yeah. they're, they're apart from the rule. But still, uh, and Canadians need those snaps. Yeah. Andrew Harris would not have been the player he is without those snaps. No. Special teams leading up and then a backup. You know, if there was an American he, that could put them in there as a running back, he would have lost his spot. Uh, yeah, he never would have got his shot, really. He never would have made that. Uh, BC Lions, he never would have had, you know, the way he came up through the system there, and he never would have had it, uh, the opportunity. It went, would have went straight to an American player. Exactly. For yeah. sure. Nick, same thing as Nick Dempsey. Dempsey, yeah. he started as a special teamer on Saskatchewan, and he got more reps and more snaps and more confidence when he played with, you know, in a professional league, number one, and he played with Americans. Yeah. You know, he's probably yeah. like, yeah, I have the athletic ability, I just need more polishing, which they don't get in U Sports or CIS or CIAU or whatever the F you want to call it again. Uh, so they need, Canadians need those snaps. Yeah, we'll see how this goes, you know, because it, it changes over the next few years. Um, a lot of these players may not be around in the CFL anymore, at you know, in the next two to three years. So hopefully it doesn't lean towards too much 
um, nationalized American players, you know, taking those spots. Um, Cause you still need those Canadians, you know, whether it's three years, five years or 10 years from now. Yeah. Otherwise, you know what? People just end up start watching the XFL if it survives or exactly. whatever. You want to see all American players? There you go. Yeah. Uh, if that if that thing could even survive, can it survive? We'll see. They have a partnership with the NFL, so that helps. But so did the American yeah. League of American or whatever it was, like American Unified Football, whatever it is. All those, you know, I don't know. We'll Didn't see. that Europe League have something too with the NFL? The World League of American Football? Laugh. Something like that. Yeah, I don't even know what it was called, but it yeah, lasted league, for a few years. But League after league. And that's the thing. That's the thing. The CFL has put their heels in the ground in regards to this ratio when they really should be focusing on marketing the game. Yeah. Trying to build a younger market in Canada. You know, this obviously we can't go back and say our balls are bigger. That's probably not allowed on TV <laughs> no more. But they do have to embrace the intricacies and what makes this game unique. Yeah. It's, it's great that they move the hash marks in so they use the bigger field. They use more. So those are the things they got to do. And they got to actively be marketing. Like, you know what I said, bro? 1% in Toronto. Toronto, 1% of your population. Yeah. Why can't they all do that? Why can't it they It wouldn't do be that? much at all, man. MLSC, it wouldn't be much. It's a tax write-off for them, man. They don't care about the Argos. It's, it's sickening, man. So that's where the yeah. league should be putting its attention. That's the thing, man. Market. Market these guys. Get yes. them out there. Yeah, Willie Jefferson could be marketed no problem, man. Bro, I'm glad. It looks like he's moving to Winnipeg or he made the move. I think and, he moved already. Yeah, during winter. Yeah, he like, probably regretted February, it bro. after, yeah, he's <laughs> after like, what this What the winter. heck is this? I should be in Texas right now. But yeah, yeah and, and I totally agree to the na- uh, naturalized uh, Canadian rule. I love that rule. They used to be in the CFL a long time ago. And I think it's necessary. Why do you have to take one Canadian starter away and put that in? Why can't you just add it? Yeah, exactly. So yeah, so it'll go to seven and one, and but the the forty nine percent rule will still be in for the other, for two out of the seven, I guess. So yeah, and, and I'm I'm happy that they're back. I'm happy that they're back. Don't get me wrong. Uh, it's just that the racial thing kind of bugs me, and the way it was danced around and uh, proposed, it, it just still ruffles my feathers a bit, bro. Oh, for sure, man. But like you say, it's back. We got preseason games this weekend. You know, Bombers kick off on June tenth. Let's talk so, about the Bombers then, bro. Let's talk about the Bombers. Uh, let's start on a kind of odd, weird, bad note. Uh, you know, people were shocked when Jalen Saunders, people were happy when he first got signed. It's like him and Kalaros had some great chemistry back in Hamilton. He was an incredible player. And, bro, what happened with this dude? Yeah, according to Jeff Hamilton of the Free Press, uh, 22-year-old Winnipeg woman uh, filed complaints alleging that uh, Saunders uh, sexually assaulted her um, this past weekend. So once the uh, Bombers were notified of that, they released the uh, Jalen Saunders, a wide receiver, uh, immediately. Uh, police have been contacted. They'll take a look into it. But uh, yeah, Jalen Saunders' uh, time with the Bombers is over. And if he yeah. did this shit, it's a good thing they got rid of him. Yeah, that's a shame. Yeah. That's a shame. And, and if that's the case, I really don't have anything to say. It's good that he's gone. No. Tell you don't want Tell him be damned. Exactly. That, uh, that's one thing the Bombers are, are known for lately. It, it's more about character uh, than the talent of the player. You know, Absolutely. and Saunders could have came in here and caught 1,500 yards. Or, you know, <laughs> so many yards because so many balls, but... This, 
you know, this stuff is, it, it needs to be taken seriously and there's no need for it at all. So, yeah, easy. That, that's disrespectful. Uh, without going to detail what he did, what, what, what he did was disrespectful. And there's, there's a, there's a culture here in Winnipeg now. And it's great that you do have, you mentioned Willie Jefferson, leaders like that, Jamarcus Hardrick, who are in the community, uh, who do, you know, we talked to James West in that great interview and he said it was the players who dealt with players like this. And that seems like they have that culture there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's good. You, you definitely need that. And that's what breeds championship teams and you got each other's back, but you also, um, need to be following the rules of society and all that stuff. You know, yeah. once you cross those lines, you know, I'd see you later, buddy. Get out, get out. Yeah. And, and of course, you know, we can't say he's a big loss because he wasn't really in game action. Uh, but it's really interesting to see how this receiving core is coming together. Uh, you know, they talked about more reps for Janarian Grant with the, with the, with the offense. And when I was at training camp, you saw him taking pitches like Dembski did and being in motion. And I think right this on. dude's going to be a scary weapon, man, the way he moves and slants he's taken. And you give that guy open space, bro. It's, it, it's trouble. Well, yeah. I mean, look, look at him as already as a punt returner and everything. He, he, he's a scary guy once he gets that ball in his hands. So yeah, why not get the ball into his hands a little bit more, and, yeah. uh, especially on pitches, man. That's awesome that, you know, use that speed, he, use the size of the field. Exactly, right? You just get that ball in his hands and see what he can do. Yeah, and you know what? Again, it's too bad for Jalen Sanders, but he had to go. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how this receiving core comes together. Ellingson, Rashid Bailey, uh, Janarian Grant, uh, your boy, Nick Dembski. Uh, you know, it. maybe it's just about Calero spreading the ball around more. Yeah, uh, well, that's the thing. Who Who's going to step up to be that number one guy? Yeah. If there is. Kenny Lawler was that number one guy last year, yeah. right? Will there be more variety? Will one of these guys, will Rashid Bailey take over that Lawler role and now become that go-to guy? We know Dansky is going to get his balls, right? He, he's he's going to have his runs in the backfield. He's going to get his catches. Yeah. There's no question. Is Ellingson going to be able to um, recreate what he did two years ago? Last year wasn't the greatest season for him. Yeah, you know, but can he get back to that form? And he's a big body, right? And you're he chucking those balls over the middle, and he'll get there. So yeah, you know, then you got Wolitarski still, right? He's another big, solid receiver. Yeah, so you and know, and then, then Bailey. Yeah, like he he's next level now. He's I think he's ready to step up to be that number one receiver. And yeah, he was showing receiver, glimpses of it last year already, right? So. Oh, absolutely! That touchdown where he hit the goalpost and he held on to it, like. Yeah. <laughs> That dude is, I think he's ready to step up. And it might not be a 1,500-yard, whatever, 1,300-yard year. It might be just over 1,000. Yeah. But still, he'll be that, he'll be that go-to guy. And, yeah, and then and then the guy, other guys that they've brought in and the rookies and the uh, free agent signings. So, who's you know, maybe you got a dark horse there that's going to step in uh, yeah. and all of a sudden be part of this wide receiver core, right? So, yeah, or I, maybe I, I, the... The Eskimos are going to cut uh, Kenny Lawler at some point, right? So, oh boy, oh boy, <laughs> they they cut they cut like a Canadian receiver earlier this week. I can't. Yeah, Tavon Tavon Smith. Maybe look into so, yeah. that dude. Another Canadian. No, he, he, I think he signed with Ottawa already. Of the Red Blocks. Yeah. Good job, Paula Police. <laughs> Lapo is all. Yeah, yeah, that. yeah, man. That's why he got Darvin Adams. I highlighted yeah. the name of Kelvin McKnight. He oh yeah, is a receiver that I enjoyed watching during training camp. He was like going out for balls, a smaller receiver making cuts to the sideline. Uh, so maybe he might get a shot. And also Antonio Nunn looked good. He's more of a slender kind of receiver. I actually have a question for you, bro. Can you remember when's the last time the Bombers had a receiver that took the top off? That was just that vertical threat. 
honestly, I couldn't remember. I still am trying to think. Friends and neighbors, if y'all can remember yeah. the last time the bombers had a straight vertical threat, you know, like a Lucky or a, a Banks when he was good. I can't think of it. It's been yeah, well, unless it was Lucky Whitehead, but he didn't really do a heck of a lot. Like, obviously, Stiegel was always in danger, but, you know, yeah. maybe Arlen Bruce when he was a rookie. Johnson? Albert, oh, yeah. Albert Johnson. Albert yeah. Johnson, yeah. Flight 83. Maybe. <laughs> Man, what a, what a wide receiver core we had back then. Bobby Gordon. <laughs> yeah. Mike Sellers in the backfield. Was um, G. Roy Simon, he was around for one of those years, right, before he went he to was. the NFL? He was. Jeez. Wow. Yeah. Still no crazy. Still no cut from that, but that's okay. Nah. That's okay. Uh, Why are you gonna bring that up? Why are you gonna bring that up? Because we just won back to back. <laughs> it's all the wound is healing, bro. It was like this big, but now it's like this big. It's healing yeah. slowly but that, surely. A three P would get rid of that two thousand and one. Oh, it pulls it up, bro. It, I could pour salt on it. It'd be fine, yeah. man. Let's put do it that. to bed. I put it to bed. Wait. I can't wait. I'm, I'm, I can't wait to see what this offense does. Because you know, it, Buck Pierce had a great year last year. Yeah, and uh, I'm, I'm looking. He, he just gives so many looks, so many different looks, putting people in different places, using players in different positions. I'm really looking excited for. Or I am looking forward to seeing Buck Pierce's year two. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. This is year two now. Year one was pretty good. Let's yeah. see what year two can bring. Um, and I expect a lot more out of this offense than what they they brought last year. So. It'll be exciting there. And if they can stay healthy, O-line, Claros, wide receivers, man, you know, they should have a pretty good offense to go along with that already awesome defense. Yeah. Do you think Claros is going to go back-to-back MVP? He definitely could, man. I mean, you know what? The funny thing is he he had a great season last year, but it wasn't, you know, it's not like the bomber offense was always humming last year, right? No. Hey, you know, there's a lot of time his defense did enough and the bombers, you know, got it done at the end, the offense. So, yeah, he his now his full second season into this type of offense with Buck Pierce. Yeah, I can see him definitely taking it over with a training, taking camp, it back with a yeah. preseason with eighteen yeah. games. Yeah, it's gonna I, be exciting. I, if I was gonna go predicting for Bomber offensive MVP, I might put my money on Johnny Augustine this year. Oh wow, you're you're riding a lot on Augustine this year. I know, bro. <laughs> ever since ever since the season was over, I'm like, they gotta get this Augustine. He's not gotta be the workers, and I, I still believe him. So Johnny Augustine, I'm gonna vote for you. I'm gonna vote. if who would you think if you're gonna predict, who do you think will be the bombers offensive MVP? Oh, it can't be man. an old lineman. Come on now. They have their own category. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Nick Damsky, man. I'm going to be, he's going he's gonna to step up with these wide receivers that we've lost this year, and he's yeah. going to step up into a bigger role. Uh, even with Harris gone, Dembski, you know, he's that uh, Canadian. Uh, he'll he'll step up and fill that role, I think, of what Harris has gone and fill that leadership role, and I expect a big season from him. Yeah, and that's another thing about the ratio. you got to have these Canadian kids, the hometown kids, who inspire the next generation of not just players but football fans. Yeah. There's that connection. Something to strive for, man. Yeah, yeah. What kind of jersey does your boy have? Well, he's got the Harris one. So see, there's uh, a connection there with the local yeah. players, the local Winnipeggers that you need on these rosters. Don't tell me nothing about no ratio, uh, but it's happening. exactly they voted it's Canadian down. Football League, man. Canadian Football League. Yeah, we can talk about this on and on, and we will. We will. This is just the beginning, bro, of the 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 path or journey to three. Yeah, I guess we got predictions probably coming up in the next couple of episodes. Next couple of weeks, maybe. 
before the season kicks off for sure. Great, man. I can't wait. But let's talk about some NHL playoff action tonight. Let's start in the East. Only one series there. (sighs) Again, home team. Home team, bro. And it's a good game. It's not like Shesterkin played bad or anything like that. It just seems like the home team has that energy. And uh, Hurricanes took it 3-1, 4-1. 4-1. 4-1. There you go. To me, sorry, no, 3-1. Sorry. To to me, the Carolina played their game tonight being at home. I mean, they shut down 17 shots only for the Rangers. You know, 34 for Carolina. So... They played their game. The funny thing was talking about last game, we were we were praising Ranta and how well he was. And then in game four, he wasn't very good. Yeah. We were questioning whether Cop was doing enough points wise, and then he gets a goal and two assists. So, yeah. That's you know. just start calling out people. If he wants them <laughs> so, to yeah. do good or bad, we'll just call him out. We jinxed Ranta, we helped Cop. But then, you know, Ranta got us uh came and got our backs this week when we uh, or this week, tonight again yeah. when he uh Another solid performance. Only had to make 17 saves. I mean, he made 16 out of the 17, but... but. Last last game there, Truba hit on uh, Max Domi. Oh, of yeah. course, you know, the game before that, Max Domi had his little uh, cheap shot at the end of the game on the defenseman. Do you think there's a connection there? And also, clean or dirty hit. Fine or... Well, it's not fine or no fine anymore. That's done already. Yeah, I, I think it was clean. Um, I, I think the problem was Domi, I don't know if he fell on purpose because he was scared of the hit or if he's just slipped and started to go down and then it just ended up into an awkward hit. Yeah. You know, and then, you know, Truba, obviously he ends up leaving his feet, but I think it's a combination of being, Oh crap, what do I do here to try and avoid this and all that stuff. So I I say clean, I have no issue with it at all. Um, It's funny though. It's always the same guys that end up in it in these situations. So (laughs) I'm going to say it's clean ish. The only yeah. thing I, I I hate when I see hits is that upward motion of the forearm. And yes, yeah. Domi was falling down. It's just the upward motion of it. It usually means you have bad intentions with that. Rather than going through the guy, you're trying to go up and take him out. I don't know, take him off his feet. So that's the only thing. But I think uh, within you know the bang bang of the play, I think it was a clean hit. Yeah, I, th- I think uh, Truba's eyes probably lit up because he was like, I'm going to light this guy up. You know, and then then Domi ended up slipping and all that stuff. So Absolutely. it could have probably been a, a pretty nasty hit. Um, oh, totally. If Domi had not fallen and Truba had connected. Yeah, that's a big size <laughs> difference there. That's a big size yeah. difference there. Uh, so next game, I'm just going to go with the pattern. It's going to be the home team. The Rangers are going to win. Shesterkin's yeah. going to be a wall again. Uh, the Rangers are going to be pumped up to get the win. Gerard Gallant's going to pump him up somehow. Ryan Reeves is going to be more involved, and it's going to go back to Carolina for the game seven. That's that's how I feel, bro. If Carolina wants to show that they're going to battle for this cup and have a chance against Tampa, they have to finish this out in six. They can't end up losing yet another road game and expect to end up playing Tampa. I know they'll get home ice advantage again, but Tampa's you know Tampa's going to steal a game in Carolina at some Without point. Without a doubt, they took so, two in Florida. Yeah. Yeah, no problem. They they won Game Seven in Toronto. I mean, who's gonna stop them, bro? Exactly. I, who's I think they're. Stop them? I think they're going right to the final, anyways. So, oh, and beyond, I think, bro. Probably three peats, yeah, bombers, and yeah. Tampa three peating. Oh, there's some good <laughs> eating there. Let's go on to the Western Division. Who do you want to start with, bro? You know, let's start with last night. 
you know, in Colorado and St. Louis. Prison Colorado. Mike. Colorado, man. Shout out yeah. to Prison Mike. Prison Mike was loving that one. For you know, sure. Three nothing. He probably smashed his TV. <laughs> um, you know, then the, then the comeback started and, you know, all of a sudden it's 3-3. Three, three. Yeah. You know, 3-1 three, three, heading into the third. If you're Colorado, oh. um, you and you want to be considered a Stanley Cup contender. Oh, you got to finish you, that. You finish that game. You can't blow a three nothing lead, especially with the past couple of years. Yeah, exactly. Because now the questions are starting to come in, right? Just Can like they Toronto. do it? Just exactly. Like Toronto. Exactly. Can they do it? You're up three one going into the third. Finish it. Fine. You, you let them tie it, but you McCannon scored a wicked goal from that one end insane. of the ice to the other. Yeah. And you're up with a minute left, and you still allow a tying goal. Yeah. Bro. You know, and then losing overtime. They got all this power up front. Their D is wicked. And I think the the part that may end up failing them is their goaltending. And yeah, I don't think they addressed it enough with uh, Darcy Kemper or talked about that uh, earlier. Yeah, we yeah. talked about that earlier. It's either they're gonna have a good uh two goalie system or it's gonna fall apart. And it yeah. looks like it but and St. Louis doesn't have Bennington. No. Yeah, and Billy Huso has been terrible. Yeah, he's not been um, playing very good. No, 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 no. But three goals in the third on 10 <sighs> shots, basically. You know, and Kemper's got the lowest save percentage of any goaltender that's still left in the playoffs. That's for So that's for Tampa Bay, talking about them again, have firepower. They got stars, but they their biggest star and probably one of their best players is still Vasilevsky. Oh, yeah. You know, you're not winning anything without decent goaltending. No. Well, we'll see. I mean, between Calgary and Edmonton here with this goaltending, <laughs> one of them's making it. So, any reports on that? Okay. Well, uh, in the next couple of games here, let's finish off Blues Avalanche. What do you think has to happen? Uh, do you or what do you think will happen? Will the Blues take it? I'm I'm leaning on them Blues also because I'm biased. I like them. Uh, but yeah, I'm starting to lean that way too. At least I think they're at least gonna take Game Six for sure. Yeah, and we'll see what happens in Game Seven. Oh, if it's um, six, bro, it's over for Avalanche. Their 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 psyche will be done. Yeah, I mean, their Blues are at home. They're gonna come out pumped, firing on Absolutely. all cylinders. And can Colorado withstand that? Uh, will Kemper be able to to handle it? Um, or is the like you say, the past failure is gonna creep into Colorado's mind? We'll see. And it's going to end up being another loss and possibly a lost series. So, oh, goodness gracious. What's going on in the Battle of Alberta? Any updates it, on the scores there? It, the third period just started and, uh, you know, and the goals have stopped. It's 4 4. So, they've stopped for now. For now. I'm sure there'll be at least another four goals this period somehow. Another two minute fury of craziness and Kane yeah, over three of them. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, we, we questioned last episode will the Oilers have learned? from their 2-1 lead against the Kings. Um, and they answered that last game, which is another very weird game as yeah. well. Oilers going up 3-0. Markstrom giving up a gift at 21 seconds in. Um, poor D on, on a goal. The long-range goal on Smith to tie it at three. You know, I can kind of <laughs> see him getting that black puck lost for a couple seconds in the dark jerseys. That, I, I totally see that from that angle. The player was skating towards him. But come on, don't put your hands in the air and like try and blame someone else. Yeah, as a goalie, you're always told to focus on that puck, know where the puck is at all times. You can see it's getting shot down at some point. But yeah, that's the best, man. The hands up in the air, like your defense screwed you up. Come on, guy. <laughs> 
dude, guy. what is that? 140 feet more or whatever. Like it was beyond the other blue line. You should be able to stop that. Yeah. So I, I, the funny thing is I was, um, I was going to say in this game, the Oilers or sorry, the Oilers, the flames needed their big guns to step up. They needed Kachuk. They need Goudreau. They need Manjapani to actually start playing in these playoffs. I mean, as well as Markstrom uh, playing better and, and their D playing better. Manjapani and Goudreau have goals tonight. But Markstrom still, it's only 19 shots. You've given up four goals. Come on, guy. Come on. It's not like anyone's expecting anything from Mike Smith. Like, just, no. just have a decent game. But I'm like, oh. Yeah, Mike, Mike Smith just has to do enough. Yeah. Speaking of stats in this thing, like Drysaddle and McDavid in these four games, in the four games, not even including tonight, had 13 points for Drysaddle and 11 for McDavid in four games. You know, Kane's got five goals. You know, Hyman's got five goals. So, yeah, someone needs to step up here for Calgary, man. Who do you see winning tonight? The way this is going, the Flames are up 2 nothing. Um, and then blowing that lead and then, you know, taking the lead again and then blowing it. I think the Oilers are going to finish this off tonight. Yeah, it's feeling that way. They yeah. have that momentum, like you said last episode. And uh, even though they're down early, again, they have that momentum by taking it back. And they can do that in a second. Yeah, they have that momentum, right? Jeez, if they don't play defense for half a game. That's the thing. Cal- Calgary's D has not been very good. You know, Markstrom has uh, let in some bad ones, but... There are many where the Oilers uh, forward is winning the battle in the blue paint around that net, winning that loose puck and, and basically tapping it into an empty net. So, Still a great series. Still it is. a great series, that Battle of Alberta. I can watch another four or five games of it. I wish I get Edmonton, Edmonton-Tampa would be a pretty cool final. It would be. It would be. Yeah. Just that Tampa defense and Veselovsky would be too much. It'd be too well, much. we'll see. They, they had a rough time against Toronto firepower, so... Yeah, but Toronto had more that's early. that's early a few different lines that they could go through. Edmonton's got to get some of these other guys scoring besides uh the top three there. You know, that hasn't happened so far, so nope. Let's look at the NBA playoffs. Quick and dirty. Oh man, this Celtics Heat thing is disappointing. What a goal leprechaun. Games are so boring. It's like <laughs> close, close, someone has a crazy quarter, and then it's over. Uh, I just the, the Eastern final has been very disappointing. Uh, to it's uh, whoever's hotter Three. from the three-point line. Ah, that's, I can't. I can't, bro. I can't. It doesn't matter to me who wins the series at this point, even though it's probably going to be the Celtics. Uh, I don't know. Bro. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Miami came out firing, hitting those threes, and then all of a sudden, uh, of course. you know, we got game seven. So Of course. Of course. So, so I got a question for you then on this. Yeah. What do you think needs to change it? What what can the NBA do? Do they move the three-point line back to make it a little bit harder or what? Because it seems like once those three-pointers start going and a team is hot, they take over a game. That's just the way of the game now. All these people want to take three-point shots. They don't want to set up anything in the paint. They don't want to set anything up in the upper key. It's just not fun to, for me to watch anymore, bro. You can't play physical defense. Whatever. No. That ain't going to change. It's going to be more three-pointers. Yeah, yeah. Find a way to increase scoring like every league does. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. It's What's going on with the three-point dream machine there in Golden State, bro? Well, they, they finished off the Dallas Mavericks tonight with oh, a win. So, 4-1 series win, um, you know, that that was it, really. And Dylan you knew it was going to happen. 
Golden State led the way in three pointers years ago, right? And that's where the league went, shifted after they did what they did to win championships. So, yeah, yeah. Quick question yeah. for you: mm-hmm. With uh, Toronto, Milwaukee winning recently, are we seeing the end of the NBA super team? You think? Yeah, I mean, the one thing about Golden State is they didn't. I mean, yeah, they had Kevin Durant years ago, and they got their main three guys, but they drafted those guys, yep. um, and and built around them instead. So, and then yeah, you I look at consider them a super team. I'm no, about like and, LA, yeah, or Brooklyn, who look exactly. That's what I'm talking about. Well, LA went the old man route, and that was a terrible idea. Now they're stuck with a bunch of contracts that they got to get rid of and trade draft picks to get rid of. Brooklyn, it blew up in their face because. I don't know what they were thinking going for the players that they did. Irving's garbage and James Harmon's garbage man as team players. That's what happened. Yeah. And like you said, Milwaukee won it without any, you know, uh, I'm not even going to try his name. Giannis. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah. Yeah, They built around him. I I think there will be teams that are still going to try it. The Lakers, obviously, with LeBron, are still going to try and buy their way to some players and championships. All but, those big markets, man. Chicago, yeah. New York, LA. Give me a break. I'm but it's bad. looking like you don't need that anymore, right? For the, sure. These these stars got to gel and play together. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing. So hopefully it's steers away and we get a good variety of uh, teams uh, challenging again. Quick shot. Canada cancels game versus Iran. It's supposed to happen in Vancouver on June 5th. Uh, thoughts on that? It had to be done. Yeah, it canceled for good reason. I mean, mounting criticism led to it being canceled, but yeah, I, I don't. They Canada Soccer has not given the reason yet why they ended up canceling it, besides this criticism or what the reason was for. I guess. Yeah. But this game should never have been scheduled. Um, you know, and, and it's good that they actually went ahead and canceled this game. Yeah, like sports can bridge the gap. Sports and politics will always there'll always be a cross section of that. So people who yeah. say sports and politics don't belong, get out of here. You don't know what you're talking about. But in this case, the situation wasn't resolved. There's still some uh, some un- un- unfinished business, for lack of a better term, in regards to that plane being shot down. Yeah. 85 Canadians slash uh, uh, nationals, people living in Canada, were killed. Yeah. And just to schedule that game, I know they probably didn't do it on purpose, but they didn't think of that. It's, no, and th- that should have been a big factor into scheduling it in the first place. No matter yeah. what you thought, Iran could bring you on the soccer pitch, and if they could help you out to get ready for the World Cup, you know that that should have been thought of as well. Yeah, um, as what's happened out there. So, and the Iran Minister of Sports says that Canada owes him like ten million dollars. Like, he's going. What is that? I'd like to see the ledger sheet where that makes sense. Get out of here, ten million dollars. Who's man. making ten million dollars on oh, that game? The Federation was going to get four hundred thousand dollars. Where are you getting your ten million from? That's yeah, crazy. That, it was almost sold yeah. out, though. It was yeah. almost sold out. Uh, a good idea I've heard: schedule the game against Ukraine. Give the four hundred thousand dollars to the relief effort there. Yeah, schedule it about against anyone and and give the money for relief efforts or whatever. But yeah, not anyone, obviously. But no, smart decision there. Exactly. Think a little. Think a little. Canada soccer. Exactly. Cap working out with the Raiders. I heard it was a good workout. They haven't signed them yet or anything. But, uh, um, who who says this? Ian Rappaport says that uh, it was a good workout. How was he there? No, I'm. <laughs> if anything, they've heard from someone who was there, right? Oh, from the Raiders organization or someone, or maybe someone in Caps organization, right? Yeah, letting him know. Who knows yeah. where this info comes from? But you know, it's good for the Raiders. This doesn't absolve Mark Davis from all the stupid shit that he does at all. No. 
but at least they gave him that workout and you know what if it doesn't work out for them maybe some other teams will give it but you know he's better than the options that they have at backup with Nick Mullins and Jared Stidham and some other guy so Chase Garbers an undrafted rookie that's it (laughs) he'll cost less he'll cost less but the thing is even like the Seahawks were the only team to give him a look and their reason for not hiring him because they're scared of Russ Wilson's fragility you know his image and that people would bow down to Kaepernick and then split the room. So give me a break. That's not even a real reason. But why wouldn't they do it now then? Because obviously they don't have... They got Geno Smith and Drew Locke, man. Why wouldn't you bring in Cap, see what he can still do? Because you know why. Yeah, exactly. You know why, brother. You know why. Exactly. Uh, Benny's Brickhead of the Week. Who you got, bro? Well, I got to go back to... I know they went ahead and canceled this game, but I'm still giving it to the Canada Soccer Federation for even organizing, scheduling a game with Iran. Um so many other nations they could have done this with. Um, and this is just a poor choice. So my breakout of the week goes to whoever decided in that federation or the whole federation for deciding this game. Absolutely. That's a good brickhead. Come on, you got to think. Gotta Terrible. Think. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Omar Khan. I'm biased. I'm a Steeler fan, but he's a new Steeler GM in the organization. Good to see a person of color lead in your organization and a storied one like the Steelers, you know, the Rooney rule. They're standing behind what they believe in. So uh, shout out to Omar Khan, uh, the new GM of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, right on. See what he can do there. He's got some big shoes to fill or follow with Colbert. So Yeah, yeah. Colbert had a good run. Yeah, (laughs) not bad. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You got any shout outs, bro? I'm going to give a shout-out to uh, Team Canada in the World Hockey Championships. They were down 3 nothing to Sweden today and came back to win 4-3 in overtime. That was um, yeah, PLD is having quite the tournament uh, for them. Leads the team in scoring and maybe even the tournament. But he's uh, he's at seven goals. Lowry's played pretty well, so good luck way. to them in the semis. Put them on a line together. Put them on yeah. a line together. Benny, you got anything to say to the people? You know what? I just want to say uh, to everyone out there, thanks for listening. Um, drop us a line somewhere. Or you can find us on Ray and Betty Sports on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Um, leave us a comment. Give us a follow. Subscribe on YouTube. Yeah, check us out and have a good weekend. Bomber fans, enjoy the weekend. Hopefully there's a game tomorrow. Looks like they're pushing it, like it's going to happen. So bomber season, we're back. CFL, here we go. And... From the famous words of Michael Jordan, I failed over and over again in life, and that is why I succeed. Be kind, be safe, help each other out. Hey, friends and neighbors, don't forget to check us out online on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at Ray Denny Sports. And don't forget to check out our YouTube channel. Leave a like, leave a comment. Tell us what you think.